All right, welcome to episode two of the State of Play podcast. Uh, you have your hosts here, Grant, Jack, and Andy, and we are actually missing Little Jack tonight, so he'll be here in spirit. But you have the three of us talking about all things wargaming and some things not wargaming. Uh, so we're going to kick it off this evening, and we're going to talk about the state of our play right now. We're going to talk about where we are currently in the hobby, what we've been working on, what we've read, painted, built, and all the things of the sort. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with Big Jack over here telling us where he's at. Well, I actually think we should start with Little Jack because he's not here. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's a perfect example of when we're talking about... Episode one. Yeah, uh, and state of play is the idea that... Life uh, hits. Yes, Little Jack is in the process of moving and getting married and like <laughs> in the middle of his... Everything well, else. Yeah, yeah, so... You name it, he's doing it. So he's always here with us in spirit, but in reality he's... Yeah. Far, far away. Today yeah. he's really not here. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't even... I think that what we, what, we, what we can speak for him. I mean, what do you think the state of his play is? Oh, I know what his state of play is. All of his crap is with me at my new house. That's where. That's what his state of play is. Which is another big event for us at the group. Yeah. You true, know, true. we've got multiple people moving into mm-hmm. different phases of their oh, lives. Wow. We have the youngins growing up, and we've got the two senior members well-established Still drowning in life. <laughs> well, okay, so, you know, I mean, I moved, what was that now, six months ago, uh, something seems, like seems that, like and ago. I am still in the process of dealing with that. I also have my sister and her family living with me and 300 pounds worth of dogs, and my game room is set up and ready to go, but everything is still scattered to the wind and stuff. You know, whenever you move... And I didn't move very far. I moved across town. You know, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, it, but but whenever you move, there, there's this issue of oh my god, you know, we're missing a box with like grandma's old yarn balls or something. No, somehow I ended up missing half of a squad of my Sigmar ogres, ones that were like they were painted so well. I was so proud of them. I just wanted to put them on a big shelf and just watch them till my dying day. But but they're gone. They've run away. Disappeared. It's a sad story. Yeah, and and I'm yeah, very well painted too. I'm I'm so unhappy about that, so now I have to get new ones and paint them. But uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm still in the process of rebuilding. I've been playing a lot. I, I come over to Grant's place, and I've been playing a lot of uh, some of the smaller games, Malifaux, Infinity. You just stuff started like that. Malifaux. Actually. I just I, let's yeah. yeah. So I hate you all. Tell them, tell them what jump you, into that hole. Well, I mean that's a, that's a good segue though. <laughs> tell them what you built and who you're playing. And I want to know why you're playing them. Why don't you tell the fans out there? Um, let's move on to Andy and, and how he's doing. Okay, no, 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 no. okay, okay, okay. They want to know. Yeah, he's playing this the, great the Victorias. Which the backstory up. is really cool. You know, the reason you you or is it the front you, story? <laughs> you talk about Malifaux because of the lore, and um, and the lore I have to say is kind of intriguing. Not necessarily like as epic as you know, let's go conquer the galaxy and kill aliens and stuff. But yeah. yep. you know, it, it is really uh, a fanciful and cool lore. Um, but uh, I have all these armies of abhumans and superhumans and like gritty soldier dudes and like. And one of the things I've always wanted was just an army of chicks, just because I think the aesthetic is cool. So it was either, when I, when I was choosing a Malifaux crow, it was either go with the uh, geisha women, um, or the, you know, or I liked the Victorias. You know, I have like these twin samurai chicks, and most of the people in their little war band are, are all women, 
with the exception of like Bishop and Big Jake and some of them. But um, they're going to be a challenge to paint. And as I learn more about them, they're an awesome little band to play. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm just getting into it. So I yeah. can't talk too much about it. So A jack of like the ladies. That's basically what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing like a nice big pair of Victorias to warm up your game table. Very misogynist, but that's okay. We love you. Anyway. <laughs> Old fashioned, says the guy with a bunch of chicks on his tanks. <laughs> you know what? How far, Every single one of his tanks. Can we go down this rabbit hole? There's some chick hanging off of his tank. I do have girls on my tanks. True. My commander of my Imperial Guard Army is also a high heeled bitch. But they were good luck. They were very good luck. Yeah. They've won a lot of tournaments yeah. dressed like that. Yeah. Um, or tournaments, in, yeah. But I've never undressed. seen you win a local game with them though. But. Matter of fact, I'm, I don't pretty, know, Andy, sure, I'm Andy, pretty sure the Victorians uh, died close to beat me one time. He came no, close. No, well, Andy, I mean, you were, were you tanking rolls on that? Yeah. I might have, yeah. <laughs> now, now, Andy, when you were getting ready for Adepticon a couple years ago, and, That's true. and you wanted to try out an Imperial Guard army. Yeah. You know, and, and I had no problem because you had it covered. Yeah. You and, had it covered. Uh, but, but who were you playing against? I'll, I'll oh, wait. That's you. I'll wait. Yeah. And and how how did you like that shadow sword that I had? It was it was disgusting. Yes. Yeah. So let's mm. just let's go. Well, to be fair, to be to fair, be, to be fair, that yeah, I was trying out. I could not figure out an army to play. I tried what three or four different armies against you did you and I. None of them worked. I tried Admech. I tried Space Marines, and this was bef- obviously before Primera stuff happened. So right. just regular tactical guys, I had, you know, an Adepticon is a whole different animal. For those of you who don't know, the rules and the setup and the format is completely different from ITC. They have their own set of rules, how to build your army. So it's very restrictive, and I could not figure it out and pick up over here, clean my clock real bad. And, and I don't play really a lot of tournament 40K. It's not really my thing um, because, you know, I... It, we we have our whole we have all our opinions about GW and 40k and everything else. But, yeah. But little Jack again, who's not here, right? He's just a god when it he's comes a, to 40k. He's just a strat- he's, he's, he's a, a beast. He's, but, he's a grandmaster and, strategist. At, at the time, he was doing 18 months in Japan. That's correct. Yeah. And he got a hold of me and he said, "Yeah, my brother needs to practice for Adepticon. I, I I need you to play an army against him for practice." I said, "Okay." And I have like the largest guard army in the universe. So I said, "You just tell me what you want me to throw on the field and." I'll put it on the field. You didn't even need that shadow sword. Uh, and I it did. Barely did anything. So, 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 little Jack sends me. He's like, "I want you to play this." And yeah. I, I, I've been playing guard longer than most people have been alive. And I'm looking. It's like, really? He's like, "Yeah, just do it." And oh my god! Because actually, guard was one of the very the well, I think it might have been the only army that kind of breaks that format because they have squads. So right. layman rust tanks obviously come in squads. So yep. if you're restricted to one heavy support choice, you can bring three layman rust tanks right. and just light everybody right. up. Mm-hmm. And so, that what and then. To f- off that, we tried that again later on when Jack was in Japan and he w- we were Skyping with him yep. and he was in control of that army and uh, we borrowed somebody else's uh, Astro Militarum. Same result. Yeah. Absolutely wrecked. And there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. So I ended up playing Astro Militarum in the uh, tournament. <laughs> with a shadow sword. So there you go. <laughs> but... Which is always craziness, you know, on the outsider who doesn't enjoy GW. It is always amazing watching these guys play and learn new ways to enjoy their armies, um, whether it is making Jack cry or making Andy cry. You know, you got to get enough of it all. But that being said, Andy, where's your state of play? Well, my current state of play is almost similar to uh, Big Jack's state of play. I just moved into a new place across town. 
And I, too, found myself finding a bunch of random hobby stuff that I didn't even know I had. And a lot of it ended up here with you. So um, pretty much organizing stuff. You know, I built a couple of the new Primaris models. Like like I said before in probably episode one, I'm mostly a 40K guy. Uh, Played a lot of tournaments, you know, that kind of thing. I dabbled in AOS and I dabbled with these guys in Marvel and Star Wars and things like that, which are great games. Uh, but I'm main 40K, so I've been building some new Primaris stuff that they just came out with, the ATVs, the uh, the big bunker thing, the Starfall, Hammerfall the big, bunker oh, rip-off from StarCraft? Pretty much StarCraft, yeah. So if, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it looks exactly like a StarCraft uh, command center uh, with missiles attached <laughs> yeah, and everything. It, it can move, too, it, it? Yeah. So uh, exactly. I think so. I actually don't know. I haven't even looked at it. I just bought it because it looked exactly like that. That was my whole reason for getting it. Uh, so that's what I'm currently doing. I got three of the ATVs. I bought um, another one of the new Gladiator tanks, uh, the mini repulsors, basically. Um, haven't been able to play with them yet, obviously. I've only played one game of recent 40K. Uh, and then I bought the, the bunker. So that's what I have right now up on deck to build. So... That's kind of where I'm at right now. But everything's you're organized. In. You're moving in. Yeah, I'm moving in, and everything's in. It's just all, now it's all the little pieces. It's like yeah. kind of where you're at. Yeah. So, but obviously, I didn't move and do you know have as much nearly as much stuff as you did. Well, I'm older. I have a bigger house. And yeah, that's I true. Just true. and of course, I have all my dead mother's stuff too that I'm trying to organize. There and, you go. Well, and my little three children and all their stuff. <laughs> and oh my god. Yeah. Well, half my stuff that you know, thankfully, you know, like I said before, I'm. I'm little Jack's older brother. So when he left, he left before I did. He moved out before I did. So he took a lot of stuff, but again, it ended up mostly with me. Like his, yep. ne- his Necrons. Yeah. It pretty much ended up with me. So I'm, I'm currently sitting in a and garage filled with, with crap. Me. So yeah, and a lot of stuff goes to you. Because a lot of stuff that I found was untouched. Oh, my you know, wrapped, is, still wrapped. My so, house is starting to look like a storage yeah, container. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I, I heard that somebody just unloaded a whole bunch of Kador Max on Grant. I did. That was me. What? <laughs> Seriously? Was me. I mean, I'm me. having enough trouble going up against Grant. No. Now it's just he like, is, oh, look at this yeah, new Kador army I have. He's oh. already has it. Hey, it's not my army. <laughs> now he's got it's, triples. Of it's it. Andy's army. I will just he's just housing it, repurposing it for my own yeah. use when he's not. Also, though, but the trolls. Oh my! The trolls are epic. I, I love I, the well, trolls. I think I think I have enough. One of my favorite armies in any game. Armies of trolls yeah. now. Like you could easily field. So I don't even, yeah. the things are ridiculous yeah. between the the warders. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and just the war beasts alone. I mean, we have enough dire yeah. trolls to. I like I said, it might be one of my f- most favorite armies in any system. Oh, the, the, by far, yeah, a lot of I character. Will, in I will models. purge you. <laughs> you and your unclean. Yeah, you and your yeah, whatever the heck those know. things are. Yeah, you don't know the way. There's nothing <laughs> like. We will show you the way. There, there is nothing like a bunch of religious zealots to just yeah. wreck your face. crashing against a bunch of ugly trolls. Like, here's if some you, Jesus you in your face. Your archon, yeah. You don't yeah. have anything. Spit holy fire, literally. Yeah, no. It's, it's you good know, though. It's you good though. You, you you forget that the original Menoth started in my house with my hobby, and I brought you two into You stole it. You stole it. I'm, I'm, I'm not only so confident that I could beat your Menoth, I'm confident that my dad, he the did. original OG Menoth player, can beat your Menoth. He did beat me with his Menoth, though. Well, but you get spanked by a lot of things. That's that true. You're not familiar with. Nah, 40K is your that world. That is true. Yeah. Everything else yeah, is my I world. I got beat up in, yeah, I got, in AOS, I got, well, that's not, in AOS, I got wrecked early. Yeah, but and then no, I figured but you it came out. into your own on that. Yeah, one. I figured yeah. it out, and then I was able to wreck 
some people back. My so. men off play pretty well, though. A men off they hurt. do play pretty well. They hurt. Yeah, I, w- I would yeah. almost, I would almost argue whatever that H, whatever that leader you had is, your uh, Krios. Yeah, that guy Krios. Is, yeah, yeah well, Krios is Krios needs the nerf hammer yeah. bag. God, I mean, I'm sorry. He made like, well, you all know, my knocking trolls down everybody. Okay, yeah, game. he like, was yeah. not my first guy. He was not my first choice for a caster, but you were like, oh, you need this guy. So if I am running him, Krios it's only because you said. Now the guy I actually like is, and his name escapes me. But he's the guy that puts people, he crucifies people as he goes along. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Again, since I haven't been able to play a lot of the game recently, yeah. um, I don't think any of us have, have we? But I, I bought the model you because maybe. he looked no, awesome. Not, not and then when Scott. you're reading his bio, he basically, as he as he takes you out, he puts you on a cross and hangs you up in the battlefield. I mean, come on. Yeah. I like their mechs too, though. Their mechs look like almost. I would compare them to like the new Sisters of Battle stuff. Like the very, it looks. You know, like the religious kind of well, and they well they've got the most thematic yeah names. thematically it you just know, looks, purifier it pur- repentor yeah. crusader yeah. you know yeah, yeah yeah I'm gonna purge you with flame yeah uh-huh. exactly you are flaming so yeah. you know uh-huh. I'll give it to you oh come on <laughs> <laughs> now I'm I'm sure I have the model that you're talking about. Um, you know, over in the case, I just... I hate it when I can't it's, think of it. Yeah, it's... You know it's who I'm not, talking about. I do know who you're yeah. talking about. They're not like crucifying your enemies, though. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean if, I, if, I was, if I was playing, like, uh, what, what's the, some of the, like, saga stuff and that, or some of the old... Uh, yeah. I'd definitely play the Romans just, like, crucify people. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> hey, you got, hey, you got to go the direction that you're feeling strongest and where you love. And you're That's a history right. guy, That's so how, I get Yeah, it, exactly. You know? I mean, how do we? How do we, any of us pick out an army or pick out models that we want? Oh, rule the cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I know a lot of guys, especially, you know, tournament guys. I know a lot of tournament guys, you know, especially in this area. We've talked about them. These these guys who, you know, the tryhards, the guys who power game, they buy stuff because it's the hotness right now and they want to win and blah, blah, right. blah. And I get it. Like, yeah, competitive play. You want to win. But, you know, it really makes for a bad experience all overall. It does. It yeah. really just does. It ruins... I don't want to say ruins the game, but it ruins the experience a little bit. Well, like I, I get it, I want to win. I'm competitive. Yeah, but I, yeah, I would course, almost say but... that those people aren't, you know, full hobbyists. I mean, hobbyists no, a lot not. of the times, like those are competitive yeah. players. Strictly, like, like they, strictly, they're in the hobby, but they are in a league of their own. They yeah. are competitive. They players. do it for one reason and one reason only. Right. That's to play in tournaments. And win. Right. They're not. They're not painting in. No, they like, don't even a, paint a their painting own circle stuff. with their friends on like a, a, a boring Friday night. You know, just to do we well, have boring Friday nights? Never. But if we did, and we were sitting here at this table painting while watching some bullshit movie, it would be for the love of just getting yeah. some paint on some models and and hanging out. Yeah. These people paint and fine tune their lists simply for yeah. the the uh, the joy of crushing their enemies. It, it, it they has look nothing to, to do with the oh, I bought this. They're meta gamers. They meta. Yeah, and it's it ha- like I've I've gone up against these guys, and they they're not fun to play against. Even when you try to goof around with them, like you know, you're gonna sit there for three hours playing against somebody. It's like I, I would question right. whether or not they're even having fun. I I don't know how they could. Um, some people honest. just play to win, and that's they they believe that that's their version. I mean, you guys heard fun. we yeah. when we went to uh, Siege World last year, two years ago, maybe I, whatever. I lost track of time with COVID, but uh, Jack, little Jack, was up against this guy. No, no, it was me. Both of us actually, I think, went up against these guys who didn't paint anything. And obviously, if, for those of you who don't know, ITC rules, you have to have at least three minimum Those colors. The finger painter guys? The finger painter guys. He literally took paint on his hands and rubbed it on his models the night before. And somehow that yeah, made it. Yeah, had, had nothing to it do had with it. had nothing to do with And it was an Eldar flyer list, by the way. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah, so there's, that, there's no yeah. pride in yeah. in painting your models and and being proud of something to present. A, you know, one at a tournament and two against your opponent. Yeah. You know, and, and me, I'm the type of person that loves painted models simply for the thematic element of yeah, how the it looks on the table. It looks great. Like, well, you don't wanna... that combined with like I, will, I mean, I know some of you guys love tur- Little Jack was a huge tournament guy. I know you like tournaments. Mm-hmm. I will always choose a narrative game or a campaign over. A, a tournament play of any kind because At this point, I would that's agree. the fun. It's the I mean when you grow yeah. up with like the fantasy and sci-fi epic yeah. stuff, it's like you want to be part of the action kind of like thing and yeah. and that's what I love about just like we were talking about Malifaux. You love mm-hmm. the lore, you get into it because of the lore. I mean that's how that's one of the reasons I get into armies too. I have to connect to them. Um, there is rule of cool for me too. But yeah. you know, but but I do want to connect to the army that I'm playing in some way. I don't. And some of these guys, they just like you will play this army because this yeah. is the, when it's like I don't. We want knew guys to play like that. that and it, how fun was that? It couldn't have yeah. been fun. No, like, you have to play this because it's the best. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like well, I'm not going to sit there for how many hours at a, a Depticon for say, you know, all day long for two days playing an army I hate. Yeah. Don't know anything about, yeah. and that's just because it's the meta, and right. my teammates said I had to, or right. whatever you're doing. Which there are teams that will that do that. This yeah. is what you're going I mean, to play. I know play guys who, yeah. uh, the 1v1, even the one the championship guys, single player guys, whatever, they do it. They go, well, what's the strongest army right now? You know, they, they do the math before they you know even step. We know a guy like that. Math hammer. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. play math hammer before the game. It's like, how fu- That's uh, You lame. know what, but you and your brother have been known to do that plenty of times. I, you I've, get sucked into I've, it, though. I've seen you games get unfold into it, at this very table that is true. Well, without Jack, he a single was, die being lo- thrown. That's, fun. that's funny that you how, said that. Yeah, Mickey Mouse Because he, he, yeah. he actually does do that a lot. He says he speaks against it, but little Jack... Has had a tendency to mm-hmm. play the math game a little bit. Oh, I've yeah. I mean, in the war room, we've <laughs> I don't want that tons. Know, yeah, yeah, he's you know. So yeah, we have this and this it. and this. Then yeah. everybody starts throwing dice. Next thing you know, an yeah. hour later, we've actually had a game without putting any models on the exactly. table. Exactly, yeah. yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. It does. But but speaking of rule rule of cool and how we pick our models, it leads me to my state of play. And yes. I, I guess, us. yeah. I guess, well, I guess just where I'm at. I mean, you know, from painting wise, I officially painted up the Yuching, uh, you know, side of the Caldstrom starter box, and they look absolutely fantastic. They not gonna really, lie, really, really which well we will get photos up on the Facebook page as soon as possible. Um, but that being said, I mean, rule of cool. I'm a collector. I. I mean, we might we, even be more of a collector than you. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've joked a lot about <laughs> yeah. you know the range at which I collect. I mean, I own a very wide range of all four armies for Star Wars. I almost own every, at least a little bit of every single War Machine army, um, Marvel Crisis Protocol. I think I almost own all the models up until the most recent releases. Uh, He's trying to do like every crew for Malifaux right now, right? And then uh, and Malifaux, I, I, I do own at least there. something of every army. And that being said, because Big Jack and a couple of other of our friends who got into Malifaux recently, I've got I've, I've bitten by that bug. So it's like my my hobby goes in waves on what uh, you know on what I build and what I play. A couple months ago, when we were big into the oblivion campaign for war machine that was awesome the four of us were really you know buying a lot of war machine painting a lot of war machine <laughs> we went playing. bonkers for that stuff oh, right. i bought way too much stuff right and then and i then spent I, way too much money i think okay. we all did we <laughs> okay. went crazy but it was like you know what's going off that though it's good to have a break from 
other hobbies and other oh, games. Yeah. Like well, 40k and AOS, we were way we were deep. Yeah, you know, we were we were in tournaments all the time, and it, you know, it got crazy. You, you get burnt out from playing burnt the same game time. with you all the time. Yeah. One of the advantages, thank you, Grant, for yeah. getting us involved in all these other smaller games. Yeah. Is you know what? I'm tired of painting my my white scars. Mm-hmm. I want to paint some War Machine stuff. You know what? Yeah. I'm tired. I want to paint some Star Wars stuff. I want to. And like every month, you were doing it. Like every month, you'd switch over to to a different system, and you were making a ton of progress doing a little every month, switching over to a different system of paint stuff. Yeah. It's an awesome way to do things. Yeah. Really well, I mean, I I don't know what hobby burnout feels like. I mean, I do get lazy in my painting every now and then because sometimes I just don't feel like painting. But I never burn out on either building a new model, exploring a new list, building. playing a game. That I will always do. And and I'm down for small skirmish. Let's do Marvel Crisis Protocol. Or let's play uh, Infinity Code 1. Let's throw five or six models down and do a tactical battle. You really don't want to play Infinity with me. Oh, shut up. You know what? <laughs> you know, with his new cool stuff, watch yeah, out. Right. You know, look, I allow you to beat me because yeah. I use the shittiest oh. dice that I own. Oh, yeah. call us the dice now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want me to turn it on? I'll turn it on. We'll play. We'll play. Matter of fact, what's coming out, what I'm very excited for, is Corvus Belly's coming out with uh, the Nomads and Ariadna are getting the Code 1 treatment. Because really? the you know, I go by the fact that you're beating me is because I've never played Yu Ching. I don't know their army very well. They're cool thematically. I think, again, rule of cool, I have to have them. But I started Infinity four years ago off of Nomads. And I love my nomads. And when they get their rules for Code One, let's see if we're having the same conversation. You know, I, I want to say that the, the way the way that Infinity uh, is using fight. Code One, the way Infinity is using Code One to build, like you start out with the basics, and then they have like then you move to this pack, then this pack, then this pack, and that is such an awesome way to help you build a force to play with. And give you options and let you grow your force a little bit, little uh, little by little, and include things. and And that's I built my Infinity Army because it's a newer thing to me off of the Code One model, and it's been fantastic and awesome. And I mean, I I love the game, so I chose to really work at it. Um, despite Grant using his movie tactics against me, if you, if you were in Grant's home where we do play a lot of Infinity, you'd understand that Grant's uh, gaming table overlooks his entertainment area where he has this gigantic like TV movie theater TV (laughs) and when he knows he's playing one of us in a game that he doesn't know if he's going to win or not Grant puts on a movie that I haven't seen well you haven't seen a lot well, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you like that I don't necessarily like, but I would watch it if it's on. So we're playing a game, and Infinity is one of those games yeah, that you have to pay attention to what's going on. And it's like, oh, what's happening? Oh, she's cute. Oh, oh, who's getting shot here? And Grant's like, oh, look, I'm doing this, and Jack's not paying attention. Ah, yeah. I would, I would almost buy into that if you haven't beat me the last three Infinity games that we played, even with movies being on. So we're we're gonna put. Called the, multitasking. Yeah, we're gonna put a blackout. bullshit. We're gonna put a bullshit label blackout. on that. No lights. And no nobody's TV. Listening. No nothing. Yeah, yeah. I must sit play there dark. while he thinks for forty-five yeah. minutes whether yes. or not he's gonna move a piece five yeah. inches to the left or yeah. three inches to the left or not at all and move somebody else. Yeah, fun for me. Or I can have Resident Evil on quietly on the background so that I can enjoy that movie while you're <laughs> while you're strategizing with your strategery and shit. Yeah. <laughs> strategery. <laughs> that being you know, but, but that being said, the Yu Ching are painted. That you know, or at least the starter set. I've got a lot more Yu Ching to paint. Matter of fact, I got 
a lot more of Nomads, a lot more of Ariadna to paint, a lot more of all of it. Um, I even got a small Pano force down there, which... Pano, no thank you. Yeah, I that's love really my Pano. Pano. Yeah, oh, trying to hack my knights. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that being said, Malifo, circling back to that, because I'm the collector... Um, I have, I, I think I built, I, I just showed you this evening, I think I built six new crews and uh, four new expansions. So we got the English Ivan box. Um, I've got Zip's box over there. I have Titania's box over there. Um, you know, I've got Bass's box. A whole bunch of crews ranging from Outcast to Guild to Neverborn to Resurrectionist all across the range. Um, all sitting unbased because I really want to take my time now. Now that I've got my own hobby space in this house, well, I want to start doing some custom bases. I want to start making them look nice and not just, you know, sitting in the well within the sunken, you know, weird miniature base. You know, I like the lipped base, but it's just screaming for customization, cork, or base yeah. inserts or something like that. I wish I was better at that lines. kind of stuff. I. When it comes to bases, I just do whatever the GW stuff is and slap it on there, basically. Yeah, just te- make text- it look somewhat different. Paint. Right, <laughs> the textures, the texture crap. But I have a, a, a I don't know if uh, uh, one of the guys in our crew, he's a, he, I don't know where he learned how to paint, but amazing painter right off the bat. Almost infuriates me how good he is at painting. And he's played less than all of us, you know, for less, hey. than, less time than all of us. And somehow he became an amazing painter and hobbier. And he, these bases that he built, he, he painted one of my uh, Mahler fiends for my Chaos Army. And he did a custom base for it. Unbelievable. It's, Unbelievable. Some people are, are gifted, you know, in the game. Some people are gifted at making our game look beautiful. It's true. You so know, I'll, pictures, then, I'll, I'll post pictures of that too on the Facebook page of all the stuff that uh, I've got from him. It's really yeah. amazing stuff. Yeah. So I think that... Uh, that catches you guys all up to our current state of play uh so next you know kind of topic we wanted to talk about because there's a couple discussions that have been happening that we've either been involved with or we've experienced or we've directly participated in we kind of wanted to to get out there really kind of our interaction with the fandom how people interact online how you interact online and you know this is something for you guys you listeners out there to to think about um but when you see those facebook posts twitter posts instagram whatever you use um whether you're on just random message boards looking up rules or questions do does the fan interaction or people that say they're fans does that affect your game state your 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 play does it affect your purchases whether or not you quit a hobby or not um you know for example Conventions are right around the corner and, you know, we all know, you know, people, or I shouldn't say we all know, people who are familiar with, let's say, Privateer Press, so War Machine and Hordes. We all know that, you know, there was, you know, some shift in, uh, you know, who was working with Privateer Press. You, you know, we know a couple of those key team members went over to Atomic Mass Games and started their own company with another great system you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and now I believe they're running Star Wars, which is great. And I love those systems as well. But Privateer Press, I mean, that was my first one. And whenever conventions come around or whenever we start talking about keynote addresses that these companies might make, announcing either new games, new Kickstarters, uh, new armies, or really anything, 
you kind of get that buzz of, you know, you get those naysayers that say, well, privateer press is dead. War Machine is dead. The rules are outdated. The game is failing. You know, no one plays it by me. I mean, that's, I think, I think nothing gets under my skin more than stating that a game is dead. It doesn't mean that it might, you might be wrong. I mean, you might actually be I mean, pro- games do die. The games uh, do die. <coughs> Guild Ball. Yeah. Well, exactly. But the thing is, is with Guild Ball... There wasn't a ton of rumors that the game was dying. I mean, matter of fact, they were bringing all of their crews at that time frame from metal to these amazing PVC sculpts. And, you know, everything was kind of leaning towards more affordable, easier to get into. And they were literally launching season four of Guild Ball at the time that it was really just becoming a whisper that the game was kind of dead. And I don't feel that the game died so much as, you know, in respect to there weren't players out there. I think that died into them shifting, you know, because that's Steamforge game, by the way. They were shifting their IP addressment to a lot of licensed games. Resident Evil board game, uh, Monster Hunter board game. All these all these board games that they really weren't watching their flagship product that really brought Steamforge forward. And the same thing with Privateer Press. Privateer Press is in their third edition, and in my opinion, just my opinion, I think it's one of their strongest editions. It's a clean rule set. A lot of people disagree with that, or a lot of people want tweaks, but everybody everybody has that. I could say the same thing about 40K. By no means is that a game, a perfect game, but people <laughs> love it by, you know, by, by drugs. They will always buy it. You know, I, I loved what you said about... Um Editions and when 40k was and, and again I am a 40k player I have a huge most of the models I have I think are 40k I've got thousands and thousands of guard troops but um, when you look at the amount of additions like when when ninth edition came out everybody was popping a huge boner over there like oh my god ninth edition is gonna be so awesome this is it and and I'm thinking wow yeah it's come a long way and you were the one that said think about that a game that was okay let's change it let's change it again let's change it let's change it. When you get to the point where you've got to have nine editions, and it's not like some games where they just tweak a couple things in the next edition and streamline some things that they know are wrong. Ninth edition was basically, let's take everything we had and throw it out the window basically. and start all over. I mean, there are some things that are very similar, similar but, but it's like the last two or three editions, it's mm-hmm. just been like reinvent the wheal. Yeah, and eighth and ninth or ninth day, oh, all, the, all the way down to the table size you play on. Oh my yeah. god! Well, I heard there's a legitimate read because I was wondering what the hell was that about. But actually, a good friend of ours who works for GW explained to me that the new table size thing is meant so that I don't. Some, I don't know. Maybe it's an England thing that that the new table size thing has to do with that's the average size of a kitchen table. Which oh, they can kiss my ass. I agree that that's. I mean, look, when a company legitimately sells tables, yeah, of a specific size, and it's one of their most expensive products, outside of Forge World, and now you're going to tell me something that I invested that amount of money in. I now have to either put painters tape on, or I have to cut it off at at its knees simply to accommodate a kitchen table. Look, that is the biggest. Who said that to you, Matt? Did Matt say that to you? Are we allowed to say names on here? No, why not? Who cares? Matt, did Matt say that to you? Yeah. Matt can suck a dick on that. That one, I'm sorry. We're going to go on that one. Look, I love Matt to death, but you know what? I don't care. I mean, mean, on top of that, kitchen tables, you know... Who's Who kitchen has table? the same kitchen yeah. table Who's size? Who's kitchen table? Well, it, it was, I know. I don't have, a, I have an island. Your I don't kitchen have a table kitchen wouldn't table. fit that. <laughs> no, my yeah, kitchen no. table fits yeah. privateer press perfectly on this 4x4 yeah. table that we're yeah. sitting at. Right. But that being said, in the beginning of every rule book, 
of 40K, every rule book, the big fucking 900 page tome of dead weight that you have. Somebody's very passionate about oh, this. Fuck, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> GW, don't get 900 page tome of dead weight that you carry around. There's that fluffy bullshit for the first 50 pages where it's like, you may need some clippers, you may need some glue, grab a friend. If you don't have terrain, use a can or a book or a box. It all says that you could play on a kitchen table, but at the end of the day, it says the recommended size for a full game is 6x4. So you can play any game yeah, on any size table. Four. Yeah. yeah, any game can be played on any size table. We can take an infinity game, which is what normally what four three, by four. yeah four by three four by three four, by so three yeah. for the smaller code one games, but we could double the size of our armies and play on a six by four. Who's stopping us? You know, Privateer Press puts out four by four, but a year or two ago they came out with Grand Army rules, which accommodated a six by four table. Mm-hmm. So you can play on anything you want. In my opinion, this is only done for new product. Cash grab, and that's a hundred percent, in my opinion, the only reason GW makes decisions not to accommodate the common kitchen table. Are we supposed to be focusing on fandoms right now? Well, <laughs> no, because, because this conversation, this conversation right here, because a lot of people. You know, on the message boards or on Facebook, if we posted this topic itself up, I have seen would this. Divide, I have seen this on would divide the fandom. Like, and and that, in my opinion, is why. I mean, in my opinion, a lot of the fandoms, especially on Facebook, doesn't matter what group you're in, there is always that toxic, negative part. And then there's always just the fanboys, the ones that love the game no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to the privateer press just for a moment. As we hit, head into keynote addresses and, and, and talks about what's coming out and what might be introduced, there's always a segment on Facebook or on the, on the message boards that Privateer Press isn't putting out any new models. The, the company's dead. Uh, the turnover, the, you know, the, no, the, the rules are outdated. The rule set, um, oh, have you seen what they're doing with Riot Quest and it doesn't jive with... Uh, the core game of War Machine and Hordes, everybody is entitled to their opinion. But what I don't like is I will never let that drive my purchase or my love for the game. Even if a game died, such as Guild Ball, I still have all my crews. I still have all my guilds. I have my collection. And I have a rule set that, in my opinion, didn't change that much from third to fourth. I can play that whenever I want. You know, Steam Ford shutting it down, be damned. I don't care. I've got my rules. Right. I can play my game. If Milton Bradley shut down, everybody's still got the Monopoly. Game. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Is that who makes Monopoly? I don't know. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Milton Bradley? I think so, right? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so, no, I, fam, I don't know. Like, I, I'm looking at this like you hate GW. I'm going to come at this from a completely different angle. I hate social media. Maybe it's my age. I don't know. But I was on Facebook for a number of years, and I chose, let's say, about uh, seven, eight months ago, whatever, to get off of Facebook completely. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made for so many reasons. Now, it wasn't just because of gaming. Obviously, you know, things that were going on in the life country, happens. life happens, mm-hmm. politics. Oh yeah, my God, you talk about a toxic atmosphere. I hate that. Yeah. But but I will also say that for a while I was um, probably a couple of years I was a an admin on one of the largest 40k fan sites on Facebook and there were over 30,000 members on that site and there were only 10 or 12 of us admins and um, 
part of the reason that got toxic, I hate to say it, was politics um, because a lot of the admins were one way as opposed to the other. And you know, even though we said we were trying to be um, middle of the road and not let people do certain things, it turned out that uh, if you posted certain things on there, you got axed right away. But other things, it was like, oh, just please don't do that. And when we started to call them out and say, hey, you know, you can't play one side over the other. If we're going to do this, it has to be blanket. You know, and we were told to shut up and stand down. Um, and then the fandoms themselves, any fandom. I mean, you talk. I mean, we, we play Star Wars the game, but let's talk about just the Star Wars fandom, <laughs> or how about the Star Wars versus Star Trek fandom? Oh, that'd be a week's when, worth of when you start talking about fandoms. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you, if, if there's anything that can kill a book, movie, hobby, game, and it's the fandom. The fandom, the 40k fandom, is one of the most toxic places ever. Very. Absolutely. If you've if, one if, of the worst. If I've you got experienced. 18 people who all love different Primarchs together to talk about, oh my God, there will be blood. Like, put them in a room with a chainsaw and only one of them is going to come out alive. It'll be the the white scar. Jakati Kahn. The Kahn. Yeah. Or you think that... Lehman Russ. Oh, Whatever. So anyways, what I'm saying though is is that the, uh, the fandoms themselves are such a toxic thing. And I would talk to people when I was doing that who were... Like huge into the 40k lore, and but they've never bought a model. All they do is read the books, and then you have the people that read some of the books and not the others. And they, you know, people get online. It's just like it's like getting online and talking about politics. These people get on there and say, "Well, this is the fact about this and this and this." Mm-hmm. And then you get three other people that say, "No, you're full of shit." And and then you know, it's like, "What do you mean, Horace said this? Fuck you! You're an asshole! You know, yeah. go suck a dick!" And you're like, "Whoa!" That's how. Like, about are you kidding me? Of those <laughs> conversations went on that fan page. I know. And, and it's about like, about about something that was it's in a book. Yeah, yeah a lot it's of like, stuff in the book. People like, realize this. This isn't right. real. Yeah. It's like, well, I think the author meant this. It's like, well, the author was like, well, how can I make this sound cool? Like, what do you mean? And it's I will say, fantasy. Because when I was game. on Facebook, I was on there with, you know, some of the authors and that. And um, uh, one of the guys was an author who was an avid member of our page. And, uh, but, but I remember specifically something that Dan Abnett put out one time. And it was actually a conversation between him and another uh, person who wrote him a letter about, hey, I'm creating, like, I'm doing this thing with, like, the Celestial Lions or something that Dan Abnett had created for a book, okay? Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, what would they do here and here and here, and what would this, because I'm trying to make this as real as possible from the story behind my army. And Dan's response to him, and actually Dan responded with, like, putting, it was one of those, like, Dear Dear Abby things or whatever you want to call it, where put the kid's question out, and then his answer, which was very verbose, was this thing where he said, you know what? He says, what I do as a writer, what I do as a creator is I give you the frame. Now it's yours, especially in a gaming world. Make what you want of it. You know, just because there's a bunch of stuff in a book that says this is the way it has to be, you are allowed to, I mean, you're paying all this money. You're creating this. You know, if you want to paint your Kador pink, in War Machine, you know, if you, if you want to call them something different, if you want, whatever you want, to, you can do that because it's yours, okay? Unless you go to a tournament where they say, a, like, oh, a, you cannot do a, that. A blue yeah. marine is a blue marine, a blue kind marine of thing, yeah. you know, which, yeah. which I understand that whole concept, yeah, too. That's a yeah. subject for a different conversation. But yep. it's amazing, though, about how, I mean, that kid was just legitimately trying to say, I really want to do this right. And Dan was saying, 
anything you do is right because mm. it's yours. But the fandom will tell you absolutely Shred not. You to it is this. And if you don't do it this way, it is not mm. right. And you are evil and a heretic. And yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, this is I mean, this is one of the reasons why you know when I'm on social media, I mean the number one thing that I love to fill up my my boring hours of downtime with is looking at painted photos of, of armies or reading rule questions, rule debates. You I know? thought he was going to say porn, but mm, okay. Well, that too. But, yeah, well, that's, that's but, but I mean, and, and that's the, the best side, in my opinion, of the fandom. The ones, you know, those people that want to engage to either improve other people's hobbies or help other people understand their game better you know there's always going to be that negative output you know oh this game is dead or oh that army sucks or oh don't buy that model you know but i mean that always comes back to the rule of cool or or what you want to get out of your hobby and me even though it frustrates me sometimes to see some of the negative comments and the negative statements whether it's about an army um, a, a system or a company. At the end of the day, I know where my hobby is and what I'm will, you know, what I love. And if you're able to shut out that side of the fandom, I mean, you know, maybe not even the fandom, just heavy critiques, you know, the 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 critics of you know who are hypercritical of these hobbies. If you can tune that out, usually you get this beautiful environment of painters. Just fellow hobbyists, people who love to just talk the lore and and literally just just talk. You know, isn't this cool? Hey, you know, uh, weird introduced the Explorer Society. Have you had a chance to read the book? There's little hints of, you know, models that no longer exist within the lore. There's hints that maybe they come back. You know, little, you know, those discussions, in my opinion, just spark so much joy in me that makes me want to go paint a new crew or go buy up a new box or, you know, get a game in over the next weekend. That's why I like those conversations we used to have with Ken in your uh, in the old war room. Oh, yeah. Guys just shooting the shit about lore and stuff like that. Because yeah. I'm not uh, much of a reader. I don't. I read on a few of the books. And you can't read. read. <laughs> <laughs> I Words are hard. Coming. I saw that coming. Uh, not in a picture Need book. no read. <laughs> Hulk smash. But I was never much of a big reader. Little Jack read most of the stuff like mostly horse heresy stuff yeah. but i learned most of my stuff from you from you and you and ken and just listen well, yeah. you guys shoot the it, shit it, we, it, we it all read the books me. and talk about yeah, it and it excited it, me it about turns playing into the, the fireside chats yeah. you know, and then, I know or then we turn into a D game and you almost blow everybody up so i mean that's that, hey, you know, the other half of it. Hey. <laughs> yeah, don't Deserve stand in front it. of jack's oh, character starting to get a little personal here well anyway but i Especially coming from a tournament standpoint, you know, you obviously, a lot of people go online to see what the new hotness is, the meta, and they go on Reddit now. I guess Reddit is a big thing where people go to see what's good and blah, blah, blah. I never, I don't go on that stuff. I, I have a Facebook page, but, you know, I barely go on it anyway. Hmm. But uh, I never let that stuff influence my purchases. I might have to... Unfortunately, when you go to a tournament, you kind of have to bring the meta power gaming stuff, or else you're just not going to do well. It sucks, but at the same time, you know you don't want to go there and waste your time and just get stomped by you know a bunch of power gamers. That's not fun. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're but going to a tournament, you're going. You got yeah, yeah, but you know, I always try to bring stuff that's awkward, like the weird off stuff, the off meta stuff. I always, I always like trying to use an army and use a, a units that no one else is using. 
for example, when I went to Siege World two, three years ago, I was playing Tau, and I was only one of three Tau players, and I've never played Tau before in my life. But I learned them. I brought them, painted them, painted a really beautiful army. Friends don't let friends play, play Tau. Tau. I know. And I went down there, and everyone, the hotness was, uh, everyone had the Manta, the big uh, flyer, the Forge World flyer. Everyone had one. In fact, one guy had three of them on the table at once, which was, you couldn't even see the bottom of the table. It covered up the whole thing, which is just ridiculous in my opinion, but whatever. And everyone was like, oh, broadsides are trash, you know, the whole negative, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what I brought? I brought a bunch of broadsides. And I actually tore everybody up with them. I was going to so, say, did you bring a bunch of crew? <laughs> I wanted to. That was like my, my whole thing of getting tower. The crew riders and, you know, riding the beasts, like whatever, you know, just blobs of weird looking alien dudes. But well, but, but the problem with fandoms and the meta people yeah, and all that, I mean, yeah. we, we did a tournament together with we your did. brother and, yeah. you know, and, and it was uh, that, like a year yeah, and a half ago or not something. not that long ago. And uh, it was one of those where the tournament organizer said they were playing by... A certain, I, uh, that was the Adepticon rules. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever the rule set was, I don't even remember at this point. But they said it was this, and we showed up with armies based on their rule set. And right. then when we got there, and mind you, we drove an hour to get there. It was local, so we just drove for the day. We yeah. we drove an hour to get there and found out that um, those rules didn't apply. Yeah. It's like, oh well, yeah. you know, these guys wanted to bring this, and these guys wanted to bring, so we let them, and it was basically us versus yeah. a whole ton of metagamers. And guys that just totally, it, it wrecked the day for all of us because yeah. we showed up with something that if we would have known what we were allowed to bring, we could right. have wrecked them. But it was like, yeah. it was horrible. I it mean, really that, was. That happened, I went, uh, talking about the same place, I, when I went to a tournament one time, and in the rules it said, you know, you will get points or whatever for bringing a weird, you know, Forge World model. Like, who's ever got the coolest Forge World model is like, you know, there you get certain, whatever it was. So I showed up with, you know, a Forge World unit, and I was the only one to do it. So I showed up with an off-meta, crazy Eldar list with three Wraith Knights, and one of them was one of the Forge World Wraith Knights, whatever. I got stomped because everyone there was bringing the meta hotness. Right. So even though you got points for bringing that, it yeah, didn't give you enough It didn't matter because yeah. I ended up leaving early because I got beat so bad. So I I don't know. I Like you said, fandoms can, can really ruin experiences for you. You know, like Grant said, you got to get to the point where you ignore those you ignore people. that. Ignore, if you ignore the that players, bit, Ignore the fans. You will really ignore, start to yeah. enjoy your hobby and, yeah. and branch out. Spot. That's something. I mean, yeah. like yeah. play the different games. Branch out. Start doing different yeah. things. It's it's really not. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah. So. Well, try new games. You know, play against new players. You know, try yeah. to try to. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I think I think the word that's thrown around, whether you're playing 40k, whether you're in one of the local GW shops, like our friend Matt, you know, or you're at you're at the store over <laughs> my, you know, whether you're at another local store playing with another bunch of randos. There's this sense of community when you're when you're in these places, you know, whether it's for five minutes just to buy a model, or whether you're playing at a local tournament, you know, sponsored by a friend. There there is a sense of community there, and it's being able to shut out the noise of those that aren't having a good time or taking it too far. And allowing yourself just to live in your comfort zone and understand you're there to be a part of that community for the good, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and even Facebook, as, as you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as as dangerous as that can be, because everybody's voice has this like echoing chamber in there where where the negative seems to get a spotlight or, or it gets the most comments on that right. post. 
if you can turn off that noise and, and, and just understand and live in almost like your own little bubble area and it's like mm-hmm. if you just want to look at cool photos and get inspiration for yourself do that but there is still that sense of community even with the negativity and it's just turning down the volume on all that negativity. I think people forget that too. It's very easy yeah. to get sucked into that mm-hmm. as we all I'm sure have found out in one way or another. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've gotten sucked into the competitive edge of gaming and tabletop gaming especially. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, you do, you have to remember that it's a game. Yeah. First and foremost, first and foremost, it's, yeah. and that just it's it's game. just a game. You're literally playing with plastic soldiers, right. so you got to remember that why you got into it. You need, I mean, again, we talked about people getting into it just for you know want to dick stop other people. Yeah. Okay, whatever. That's that's your hobby. That's what you're gonna do. But I don't have to get into that. No, you know, I don't have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where's your hobby? I dick stop. <laughs> I am here to destroy. No, I, well, so, I mean, I, you forget. And I, it's, I always tell people, like, you know, uh, I always try to have the most fun at it in any event. Like, at those places, even when you're up against those kind of people, I try to goof around. I try to crack jokes. Like, I try to, like, you know, lo- you know, loosen it up a little bit. Like, you know, messing around. Like, even if you don't know the person, like you said, you're playing against a bunch of randos, who, whatever. You know, you, you try to make it an enjoyable, exper- enjoyable experience at the least, the very least. And at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying yourself, you can then why are you? Leave, yeah, exactly. You know? then, I, mean, it, I owe right. nobody my time, no. and energy to no. play a game that I know I'm not going to enjoy, and right. I know I'm not going to be a pleasurable. And, and I think I think we finally on. come, especially maybe COVID gave us a a, a reset because I going forward, I don't think I'm gonna you know be as competitive as a player as I used to be. Well, it's I, a lot of time and energy that, you know, I just don't know if I have it anymore dealing with those kind of I will people. say I will say this though. I mean, you know, you bring up a good point with the reset. You know, I am excited to maybe branch out cuz I've I mean, when we when we were talking Adepticon 2 years ago, yeah. I was going to venture into tournament play for the Ooh. first time ever. Me yeah. and me and Big Jack, we were actually looking into either doing Star Wars team tournament. Well, and I played Marvel. I played a lot of GW tournaments before. This was I was going to do something See, new. I, I, right. Me too. We were talking about War Machine. We were talking about War Machine a lot, quite a bit. That we like I was going to dip into that world. And me with the COVID reset, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still excited. I mean, we have LVO coming up next year, and LVO excitingly just brought Malifaux back. And they have a team. Great system. They have a team game on the first Friday of their convention, and you know, to be honest with you, I'm thinking about just heading on out there for a two day, you know, bender. We got credits, dude. Yeah, that's uh, they owe us. They owe us. Only he wants to go to Vegas. (laughs) So I mean, so that 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 speaking that that said, with the reset, you know, it's like, yeah, you might not be less, you know, as competitive. I think I might dip into that world. Yeah, and it's not. I don't want to turn anybody off of being competitive. They are fun, like like you said. Just you're remember of, right. the fun aspect of the right. hobby. You're there for yeah. to be a part of a community, and that's what the community does. You go to events, you go to participate and stuff like that. I mean, even in our own little club crew, I mean, how how, how much of a struggle was it for us to try to get everybody involved and participate and yeah. things like that? You know, trying to get so, yeah, trying to get a large group of people exactly. all on the same page, right. especially when everybody's there for a different reason. Yeah, well, right. and that's and that right. I mean, another great point is everybody has their own reason. For, for doing this hobby and, and we might we might get into that in another episode you do it to collect I do it for lore and he does it to dick stomp right. I mean but what drew us to this hobby you know what part of that actually got us started yeah. you know it might be an episode for a later time but those motivations 
are usually what carries throughout common, you know, commonality. You know, yeah. in any time you get together with yeah. with a group, you know, you got you got tournament players that love to get in games and and try out new stuff and win. Yeah. You got narrative event loves to see how the story yeah. unfolds on the table, and then you got the guy that just collects everything and just wants to play, but usually loses nine hundred times, you know, nine times out of ten. You know, like. I mean, you know, <laughs> like like he doesn't beat us beat us up all the time. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he he railroaded me in Malifaux the other day. Oh, but to be fair, it was one of my first games. Yes, you're right. Was... You're all falling into my fly trap of hey, I've taught you this game, so let's play really quick, yeah. and then I kill you, and then you go read the rule book, and but, then game two, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm crying. come back, crush. <laughs> I'm I'm crying game in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? How you know, did I lose? I mean, I feel like I do really well in Star Wars, which is a game you, you turn me on to, and and. Uh, and Infinity definitely, and, and I hope Malifaux is another game that I, which again my practice games at Malifaux were great, and then my first game with my new crew just didn't go so well. But <laughs> it's because I wasn't playing them right. Yeah, but because the dynamic. I of picked that up game, that very crew the next week. Yeah, he used my crew in a game and against I, somebody else. Oh, um, obliterated and just embarrassed the opponent yeah <laughs> so that you know it's so. it, it's all just knowing you know knowing where you want to well, play you also game. added some key people to the crew that i didn't have in my, yes but really it's also the people same people too. that the night you complained that i destroyed you you didn't want to play you said that they didn't have a lot of value in your opinion and i well the one guy i like but the other two but, didn't yeah. seem like they were going to add much to it but and you they were they were they monsters were, yeah they're yeah. key so using them the right way they everybody every piece you know just like any game so all of this stuff is just basically mm-hmm. a different version of chess. That's all these games are. On crack. Just on crack. But using your pieces right at the opportune moments, being okay with losing key models as long as it provides advantage for other models. I mean, that's the name of all these games, really. But True. Malifaux is like playing chess while playing poker on crack. So. True. <laughs> With cool lore and awesome models. Love and that aesthetic. I love though. I love weird. So, so mm. we all get weird. The weirder the better. Yeah, except Andy. Andy no, Andy's no, not no. weird. No, no. But that being said, Straight that up. being said, I think that's uh, that's our topics for the evening. But we are going to be starting a project of our for ourselves. Uh, something that you guys, you listeners, can follow along with and hopefully participate with. We'd like to see what you guys are working on, too. Love to. Um, we're going to go around. We're going to talk about the the projects we're picking up, uh, the stuff we're going to be trying to accomplish over the next uh, however many weeks it is until our next episode so that we can then provide you with an update. Uh, so we're, we're going to introduce those now. Big Jack, why don't you kick us off? Oh, of course, I have to kick it off. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he started it from the beginning. You're, you're literally so it's sitting like, you're to right my right, so it's like... It was oh, a little Jack. Yeah, you know what? No, 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 fuck you. Andy. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you opened your mouth. I'm yeah, ready. Andy, I am Andy, always ready. Andy, lay, us, lay on us some creativity. Let me lay it upon you. Drop it on us the, here. Well, like I said earlier when we were talking about state of play, uh, you know, uh, with moving into a new place and now I'm organizing my hobby stuff, I have my own office now, so it's nice. I have a space where I can kind of put all my stuff and maybe even build, paint, blah, 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 etc. Sex dungeons. Exactly. Uh, whips and chains, of Rape course. Cave. Yep. <laughs> so, I, like I said, I just bought the, you know, I don't like all of the new Primaris stuff. I know, you know, everyone, uh, Primaris, you know, it's the new hotness, whatever. But some of the models are pretty cool. So I got the ATVs. I thought they were cool because they remind me of Halo. They look like Warthogs. So I kind of want to play the Halo theme music as I bring those to the table. 
<laughs> and they hit the guitar solo. <laughs> so I kind of want to do that. And I usually, so I play the, I'm kind of whittling down my armies. I'm trying to either, you know, donate some or sell some or, you know, auction off some stuff. So I'm trying to whittle down my armies to, uh, I started off playing Space Wolves, so I obviously will keep those. Those are my babies. Uh, but I, I play Imperial Fists as well. So I believe I'm probably going to paint those, build and paint them all Imperial Fists all uh, and the tank that I got and the bunker. Because obviously Imperial Fists are all about them bunkers. Awesome. So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm probably going to try and get done. We'll see. Excellent. Big Jack. What, you, what are you starting? What are you working on? What you what you do? It's not really starting or changing or... I mean, I need to... Uh, okay, I, I like... I'm kind of OCD about my stuff. And as I'm putting the new war room together since I've moved, we've discovered that in the move... Like I said, in the move that I've lost a couple things. Um, so what I need to do is... <laughs> to the best of us. <laughs> I've lost an entire army moving one time. I know, but my... my my problem is that I need to fill the the vacancies, the fallen, as it Especially were. Especially those ogres. Oh, that's the biggest one. That's my Sigmar tournament army, yeah. and, and that and, and they are gone, and I need to replace them. So I am going to have to go out and get myself another box of ogre bulls and uh, paint them up and and love them dearly and stuff. But uh, and there's a couple other things. Like I actually lost two of my bolt action tanks. Like I was saying to you guys before we got started tonight, but. Mm. Um, those I had just put together and I had not painted, so I wasn't as upset about those. So I'm gonna rebuy those and get those going. And I, I was very upset. I mean, when you move and you hey, lose stuff, my brother was pissed when he found that I accidentally threw out a bunch of stuff that of his old orc army. So, uh, oops, heresy. <laughs> Sorry. I, I do know one thing though. I guarantee once you buy and paint those new ogres, it is it's almost gonna be like you manifest. The lost ones into reality, and wherever they're hiding, oh, they're gonna come and out. They're gonna come right. out. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm gonna open a box, and yeah. there everything is. And you know. you'll probably paint them even better this time, right? So yeah. you might even yeah. forget about the old ones and just say, "Hey, these are my new babies." No, no, these no. It, it'll continue them down the rabbit hole, and he'll have to balance it out, and he'll have to buy another yeah. key for the other year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, and, and you know, there are some armies that you just love, and for some reason, my ogres are just one of the. Uh, Sigmar is a hard game for me. No, it's not. I love Sigmar, and I'm good at it. It's, it's. I loved the original Warhammer Fantasy. That's the game. That is the biggest. I've actually. It's funny you say that because I was talking to some guys on our Discord channel that that I that I have with uh, some of our other clubmates, and that's exactly what they said. Yeah. It, word for word, uh, Mike. Yeah. He he, very. He said that right off the bat. He goes. I just I can't get into AOS because I hate how they destroyed well, fantasy. Well, and or whatever. Yeah, a lot of people. And I never played fantasy, so well, right. I did, but but, but well, fan, well, fantasy was its own thing. It was very Tolkien-esque and very yes. it was very organized. Which I thought way. I would love, and, but uh, but but the thing with fantasy was it. It, it was like the original Math Hammer game too. When you yeah. think about it, it's like you march these armies across field, you crash into each other, and then it's a dice game. But but they were cool in a second, and in my. My favorite army, and you've seen that army, it's still on my, it's my original army, is my Empire army. Yeah. Which is... Googly eyes! Because I have, units, I have units in that army that are older than some people I know, obviously. And, but it's funny because you can look at that army and you can see the progression of my painting from the days of throwing paint at them with big googly eyes to like the stuff that I really took a lot of time with just before I got out of fantasy. But yeah, it's gotten a lot worse. 
<laughs> so when you have, when you have though an army that you love, but when you have an army you love and you put a lot of time in, you spend a lot of money on it. And it was true. that was a huge army. Hey, it had a big artillery train. I had tons choir, of big man. units, and mm-hmm. and then you look at it and and AOS wiped it out. Now I understand they do the cities of Sigmar, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not it's the not same. The and like same. and knights, even I know that don't exist anymore. And like one of my, I had like sixty empire knights mm-hmm. on their horses with their lances, and they were awesome. Can't use them in AOS, no. so I had to come up with something completely new for AOS. And I will say that like the Caradron, I liked because I have the boats. And, cool. and uh, the Caradron have done me very well in the tournament scene. They're awesome, and they are very well painted. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the ogres that just remind me of Ken. Well, I was going to say myself, true. but yeah, Ken too. <laughs> well, I mean, both, just, we both be captains in that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're big, they're hungry, <laughs> they just want to go forth and eat stuff and yeah. kill stuff. It's like, yes, <laughs> that's my army. It's like between between you and Ken, you're both giant ogres. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, granted, all of you guys are. Taller and bigger than me. <laughs> I don't know if taller and bigger than you, but yeah. but no, but but yeah, Ken would be the tyrant. I'd be more like one of the grots, but that's besides the point. Mm. But uh, but Fair. compared to Ken, uh, just but, be honest, uh, you have an affinity for big bald men with no shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, Got but, him on that one. No, but uh, <laughs> but no, I want I want to uh, I want to make my ogres great again. I, I need to get that army rolling again and I wanted to make my first official game in the new war room a Sigmar game with my ogres yeah. I think I, real quick because little Jack's not here you know he's been talking about getting back into AOS and that if he did start playing again you know with all the stuff he's going through right now that he would play AOS. Yes, all the things so, he's going. I, well, you know right what I mean. It, whatever moving you know, in, moving with, in with, with his, that he loves with his and advancing yeah, the, his life. The horrors. How dare the horrors. you go through this? I mean, we the, all feel the bad. bastard. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, you know all the stuff that he's busy with. I should say. Yeah. Uh, you know he because I think uh, this and this could be another topic for another day. But we're just real quick that you know AOS versus 40k is we are kind of touching on it in the Discord chat. Along with you know how fantasy ruined or whatever AOS ruined fantasy blah 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 and you know uh, John Byer or Josh shouldn't say it. well he you know they were talking about how you know uh, AOS is definitely more of the you know a dad's game where if it's not as you know our Lord as the you resident know, dad as the, you, you know what I mean it's more of a, you know, it's a dad's game I didn't say it I didn't say anything I know we've talked trash before against 40k oh, yeah. EOS and there's we could go do that for weeks but uh, honestly if I if AOS wasn't as ruined for me from my what experience that I had playing AOS unfortunately I probably would love the game but you know you, you have one bad bad experience and it kind of ruins it for you but I, I think I would if I had to pick a game to play casually, uh, you know, I'd probably play OS. I'd, or at least I would try to get back into it, you know. Well, so well, my two cents on that before I let you guys know what my project is for, you know, in between now and the next episode, um, you have to remember, AOS didn't kill. Warhammer Fantasy, the AOS fans, and that system <laughs> did nothing to fantasy. We want to talk about it. 
It was a GW. Oh, God. I shouldn't have said anything. It was GW that took away that system and nothing else. It wasn't like a a poll was put up to all the fans and said, would you like us to continue fantasy or would you like us to start AOS? It was, they knew they were heading in that direction. Matter of fact, isn't there a rumor that the old Warhammer fantasy is coming back in a way? They're, I think they're reinventing the game, like bringing fantasy back because there's so many people. It's, it's right. in the same way that, like, um, for 40K, you can play 30K, the Horus Heresy right. stuff, yeah. which for tournament gamers, yeah. now this is, I have a big 30K army. Which I, they do do, which we found yes. out at the last Adepticon we were you able said to do do. But <laughs> no, but, well, because I will Who tell knew? you. Why didn't I, I know that? <laughs> I will tell you what, that uh, 30K, having played 30K, and because lo- I, I have a World Leaders army for 30K, but it's... Um, it's pretty cool, too. I love them, too. Yeah. But the uh, the cool thing about that is that the game is more balanced than 40K. Because instead of having this uh, power creep, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, the Tau gets something new, so now the Imperials have to get something new. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, these guys have to get well, something new, and, and, and change then, the rules. And then Eldar comes in and Oh, my God, right, so. yeah. yeah. No, it's like pretty, <laughs> unless, you're got a guy who's, unless you've got a guy who's playing Admech or, you know, mm-hmm. the um, or Imperial Army, which those yeah. tend to wreck face because they are different, especially the old Admech stuff. Have you seen some of that? That yeah. stuff is insane. But yeah. everybody's playing a Space Marine. Yeah, and the Primarchs for the most part are. I mean, I don't want to say they're balanced, but I mean they're, they're on par with each other. Yeah, so it's a game where and they have their roles. I mean, Primarchs they do. are yes. meant to smash Primarchs, but they they in a dice game and like when it comes down to the dice rolls, they're pretty even. Like unless yeah. someone yeah. rolls extremely hot in your face, yeah, which they, which yeah, they're that, usually but slapping but each other for they, yeah, I mean, they just yeah. slap each other. You're just sitting there for four right. or five turns. Right. And 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 if, it, it, so the armies themselves are pretty well balanced towards each other. I mean, some armies have stuff that others don't necessarily specialize in, but 30K is more of a balanced system. Um, Now, AOS is more of a beer and chips game, like we've said, compared to Warhammer Fantasy, which is a math hammer game. True. But some people want that aesthetic back. They said it was... The one thing, too, is that... that I forgot to mention, comparing 40K to AOS, again, this is a whole different topic for another time, but when we were talking about it on the Discord channel, it's the toxicity well, AOS is not as toxic, and I it's it's hard not to agree with it because well, I how played can in both you tournaments. Be toxic when you're basically playing the Sesame Street of Morgan. <laughs> I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> you know, all right, let, let's let's it. face it. Let's I face it. it. You know, back in the day, but it's true though. You, I mean, you guys are a lot younger than me. But back in the day, you know, if you listen to Led Zeppelin, you were probably a pothead, and if you listen to Rush, you were probably a cokehead. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You know, the 40k guys are basically cokeheads, and the AOS guys it's, are basically it's, potheads. It's different sides <laughs> of the same coin. Is basically it's what it is. Different it's sides of the same flawed coin. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's, it's just ridiculous. You're but, all morons, <laughs> and you shouldn't play it. Words out of Big Jack's mouth. But it's, that's it's, basically it, where. Hey, but John was right though. This is send your hate mail directly to Big Jack, not to. Like I said, if I wanted to catch that right game, to Big Jack. AOS is the way to go. I dealing with some of the toxicity that 40k brings is, is no, AOS hard. is more laid back as far as oh, it's true. Is for ogre. I mean, how many opponents? For all the let's just opponents we played. Uh, you played AOS tournament. I played that one, and but I played more 40k tournaments. You, it's it's night and day. The only time my AOS games got like ugly, violent, and ugly yeah. was when you suddenly and because you know, Little Jack and I played that one tournament where and we went into it for fun mm-hmm. and all of a sudden at the end of the day we realized we were in one of the top five tables and it was like 
oh crap, now we got to, you know, <laughs> yeah. we didn't realize right. we, we won every game, yeah. and well, those I mean, guys were douchebags. Yeah. Well, see, but, though, but again, right there, that's the point right there, is what percentage of that? That was like the top, what, 5%? It's well, it was 99%. A hundred, it was like 140 teams, yeah. and all of a sudden but, we're like, oh, here we are. <laughs> but everyone in the 40K ring, they're all like that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> so, so, you know, it's true. It's true. It's yeah. hard not to hard to argue with that. Very true. So, that being said, as we wrap up tonight, yeah. um, what I will be working on isn't as exciting or controversial as, as my two co-hosts over here. Um, I'm just going to be painting up, for those who know Malifaux, the Honeypot Crew. Um, or that keyword. Sounds so, like some Winnie the Pooh stuff. That, it really that is, is, right? Winnie that the Pooh is. shit. Is right? one of the guys is, Christopher uh, Robin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Piglet. Piglet. Rabbit, Tigger. And all that. Yeah. Tigger's um, a wonderful thing. Eeyore. <laughs> so I'm going to be starting with Jacob Lynch uh, and his base box and his crew. Um, so going to be getting some Illuminated done, the Hungering Darkness done, um, as well as, you know, the master himself, Jacob Lynch. And yeah, if, that Hungering Darkness is kind of a horror. Well. <laughs> and if I can, I'm going to branch out into potentially uh, some Depleted, the Beckoners, um, you know, and, and try to see how much I can actually work through and, and, and get done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you know what we've committed to you guys is we'll try to take progress photos as we go and post them up on our Facebook page. Uh, that being... Also, another good point, if you haven't already, visit our Facebook page at State of Play Podcast. Check out our videos, interact with us, call us names, tell us where we went wrong, and give us your opinions. Call any names he needs. That's fine. You can hit me with whatever you got. But we'd love to hear from you, though. Absolutely. We really would. This is, like we said, this is community. We want to hear from you guys. We started this podcast because we feel that we have a lot of good knowledge and we, you know, want to pass on to you guys and we want to hear from you and get everybody's input in on this so yeah you know, get, get involved of, in the conversation visit yeah. the facebook page uh, and not just meta stuff you know how some yeah. other podcasts are oh we got to talk about the tournament this that and the other thing and blah 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 we talk about life too so yeah, hit us up yeah if you want to email us you can email us at uh, soppodcast.us at gmail.com one more time we have sop podcast.us at gmail.com and then again you also have our Facebook page. I think it's just state of play for the Facebook, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I'll look at it. Yeah, I have no I've been uploading on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's yeah. throwing yeah. me off. You guys can say whatever you want about me on Facebook because yeah. I'm not there. You, you can find us by typing in state of state play. State of play, yeah. And there's a know, giant troll picture as the for now, yeah, for right so, now there's yeah. a giant troll picture. You put a picture yeah. of you on there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm scaring people away. Yeah. <laughs> Looks awesome. Check it out. But again, we'd love to hear from you. And until the next episode, you know, keep on wargaming. Keep and, it up. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time.